Blessings, new birth. The peace of God be upon you. We are literally on week two of our Summer at New Birth series entitled Summit, Let's Go Higher. Last Sunday, Pastor John mentioned and spoke on Mount Sinai and some important things that we needed to do as we transition up Mount Sinai. I don't know about you, but I was blessed. I was encouraged and I was challenged by the Lord to focus on three areas in my journey as I go up Mount Sinai. It was at Mount Sinai that God gave Moses the Ten Commandments so that God's people could detox from their way of living in Egypt as slaves to a mindset of conquerors towards the promised land. And there were three areas that the Ten Commandments dealt with when it dealt when it came to the people of Israel. The first part of the Ten Commandments dealt with how the Israelites or how we establish or develop a relationship with God. How do we draw closer to God? The second phase of the Ten Commandments was how do I grow? Mount Sinai is designed for me to grow in my walk. And lastly, Mount Sinai is designed for me to work with others in a godly way. So those were the three points of last Sunday. As I go up Mount Sinai, I'm gonna get 10 commandments and these commandments will help me to work in my relationship with God, my relationship with myself, and my relationship with others. But today, we're climbing another mountain called Mount Nebo, not finding Nemo, Mount Nebo, which is the place of transition. So I want you to go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 34, and we're gonna read the first nine verses in this chapter. It says, then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to the Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgath, which is across from Jericho. I want you to remember these names, Jericho. And the Lord showed him all of the land of Gilead as far as Dan, all Naphtali and the land of Ephraim and Manassas, all the land of Judah as far as the Western Sea, the South and the plain of the Valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees as far as Zoar, then the Lord said to him, this is what, this is the land of which I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have caused you to see it with your eyes. Check this out. But you shall not cross over there. So Moses, a servant of the Lord, died in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab, opposite to Beth Peor, but no one knows his grave to this day. Verse 7, Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes were not dim, nor his natural vigor diminished. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses was needed. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands on him. So the children of Israel heeded him. In other words, they did what he told them to do and did as the Lord commanded Moses. Mount Nebo is the mountain of transition. Transition. It is in this mountain where Moses transitions out and Joshua transitions in. You may ask, well, why, why, why didn't God allow Moses to go into the promised land? Why didn't God allow Moses to enter the land of Jericho and the land of the Midianites? Why didn't God allow Moses? Here's why. Because that was not Moses' assignment. 
Moses' assignment was to transition God's people out of Egypt. That was his calling. That was his assignment. Check this out. Look what the Bible says in Exodus chapter 2 and verse 10. It says, talking about Moses, and the child grew. And she brought him, who the mother, Moses' mom. And she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses, which means, because I drew him out of the water. So Moses' job, Moses' destiny is aligned to his name. And his name means to be taken out of water. Isn't that what Moses did to the people of Israel? After 400 years of slavery, God uses Moses and takes him from Egypt across the water to the side of freedom. Moses' assignment was never to go into the promised land. Moses' assignment was to fulfill his destiny by taking God's people out of slavery into freedom. When I look at Moses' life, Moses' life is broken down in three important stages. His first stage, the first stage of Moses' life, he lived his first 40 years in Egypt. Check this out. His first stage, the first 40 years, had everything to do with his human formation. It was there that he learned Egyptian culture. It was there where he learned academics. It was there where he learned multiple language. Moses spoke in Hebrew and he spoke in Egyptian language. It was in Egypt where he learned how to be a soldier of war. It was there where he learned the militia. It was there where he learned government. It was there where he learned structure under the pharaohs of Egypt. That first stage, the first 40 years of Moses' life, he was learning human formation. But then comes the second stage. And we see his second stage when Moses is watching an Egyptian soldier beating on a Hebrew slave. And the Bible says that Moses slew, kills the soldier. And as a result, Pharaoh is out to destroy Moses. And Moses runs away. He crosses the desert and he enters into the Mount of Midian. And there we find out that Moses has an experience with God. And you all know the story of the burning bush. He sees a burning bush that's not consuming. And God said, Moses, Moses, Holly, take off the sandals off your feet for the place where you're standing is holy ground. And from that moment, the next 40 years, Moses begins to grow in his spiritual formation. So his first 40 years was his human formation. His second 40 years was his spiritual formation formation and it is here now after the burning bush experience Moses is led by God into the burning bush and God and Moses have a relationship like never before and God is now preparing Moses for his third and final phase and it is now 40 years in first 40 years human formation second 40 years spiritual formation he's 80 the next 40 years we see Moses now doing a transitional leading and training formation. So now Moses led the Jewish nation through the desert these next 40 years, and he is now giving structure, giving government, and training Joshua, who is going to be the next leader of the people of Israel. So Moses was literally 120 years old. By the time he comes to this point in his life, that we just read in Mount Nebo. By the time he makes it to Mount Nebo, Moses is 120 years old. But Moses' assignment was to lead God's people out of Egypt. Let me tell you what Mount Nebo represents. 
to Moses and what it represents to us. Mount Nebo is my first point. Mount Nebo is a mountain place of vision. It is a mountain place of vision. Verses 1 through 4 says, Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to the Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgath, which is across from Jericho. And the Lord showed him all of the land of Gilead, as far as Dan, and Naphtali, and the land of Ephraim, and the land of Manasseh, all the land of Judah, as far as the Western Sea, the south, and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zoar. And then the Lord said to him, This is the land which I have sworn to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have caused you to see it with your eyes. That's what it is. Nebo is the place of vision. I've caused you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. Moses, my friend, had to climb the mountain in order to see. I want to submit to you today that God wants you and I to go up this mountain, the mountain of Nebo, because there's some things God wants to show us. There's some places God wants us to see. There's some things God wants to reveal in our spirits, but we need to leave the shallow and climb up and go higher because once we get to the apex of Nebo, we're going to see what we cannot see. We're going to go where others can't go. And I'm here to encourage you, church. I'm here to encourage you to climb up the mountain, to go up the mountain. Now, the question is, what did Moses see when he went to Mount Nebo? You read the text. The Bible mentions that he went to specific, he saw specific geographical locations. Let me tell you what they represent. The Bible says that the first, one of the first places Moses saw, he saw Jericho. He saw Jericho from Mount Nebo, he saw Jericho. So the question is, what does Jericho mean? Interestingly enough, the word or the name Jericho means this, to smell, to perceive. Moses couldn't go in there, but Moses had the capacity to perceive greatness. And let me tell you, some of us, God wants to take us to Nebo because he wants us to have a perception. He wants us to have this, this, this capacity. You know how when you, you, you walk into a lobby and you go into your house and at a distance you already smell the rice and the beans and the chicken and the totones and you already have an idea of how good it's going to be. God wants to take you to Jericho because there's some things he's going to forewarn you of so that while you're walking up that mountain and while you're escalating up there, doesn't matter how bad life may be, you already have a sense of what's coming before you. And this is what Moses saw. He saw Jericho, the place of perceiving. Second place he sees, or the other place he sees is Gilead. What does Gilead mean? Gilead means testimony. It means witness. Let me submit to you that the people of Israel and Moses, they, were, they had a testimony of the power of God. Those 40 years in the wilderness, they had testimony of God's provision. They had proof that God was faithful. Water came and fire came and a cloud came and manna came and meat came. And as they grew, their shoes grew. And as they grew their clothes, they had testimony of God's provision. But not only does it mean testimony, it also means witness. Moses witnessed the promised land. Moses witnessed the promised land. And this is what God is, God, God is taking Moses. And this is why God is taking us to Mount Nebo. He's taking us up so we can perceive some things, so that we can be a witness of some things. The next place he sees is, check this out. He sees Dan, the city of Dan. You know what Dan means? Dan means to rule. Dan means to strive. Dan means to judge. Now bear in mind, 40 years ago, there were slaves. 
They were ruling. They were striving. They had no spirit of conquer. But God is showing Moses, listen, when I'm going to take your my people, they're no longer going to operate with slave-like mentality. Where I'm going to take my people, they're going to go with the spirit of violence. They're going to go with the spirit of authority. They're going to go to rule. They're going to go to judge. And every step they take and every place they put their feet on, I will give it to them, church. And Moses is seeing this. He's seeing a picture. He's seeing a vision of what's to come. Next, another city that Moses sees is Ephraim, which means double fruit, which means double portion. As if to say, Moses, I want you to see the double portion I'm giving you, my children. I want you to see that bigger things, a land that flows milk and honey. Moses, tell the people that where, where they're going is going to be double. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be greater. It's going to be abundance, church. Are you willing to go up? Mount Nebo. But then he also says, I like this one, which many people don't like this one. He also lets them see Neftali. And what does Neftali mean? It means my wrestling. It means fighting. It means to battle. Let me tell you, church, victories don't come without a fight. Let me tell you, church, where God wants to take you, the bigger the blessing, the bigger the fight. The bigger the conquer, the bigger the war. I'm here to tell you, there ain't nothing, listen, nothing comes for free. Nothing comes for free. So God is telling Moses, tell my people that they have to go through, through Neftali. There's going to be some fights they got to fight. There's going to be some battles they're going to have to fight. There's going to be some enemies they're going to have to fight. But don't be afraid of them. I brought you this far to show you the land I'm going to give you. And then he says, and Moses saw the land of Manassas. What does Manassas mean? Manassas means to forget. It means the Lord made me forget. To forget what? God is telling Moses, my people have to come into this promised land, forgetting that they were slaves. They can't come into the promised land with a slave-like mentality. They can't come into the promised land acting like they're inferior and below everybody else. No, they can't come into the promised land feeling like kumbaya, I can't make it. No, 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 no. They got to forget some things. They got to cause some things to go to the past. They got to forget those things which are behind and press towards those things that are before. And I'm here to encourage you, church. There's some things you've been dragging all of your life. There's some baggage you've been dragging up the Mount of Nebo. And I'm here to tell you, you got to have a Manasseh's experience. Some of the things you've been dragging, you got to bury it today. Some of the things that have caused you pain, you got to bury it in the name of Jesus and say what the Bible says, ashes to ashes and dust to dust and no longer reminisce on the past, but fix your eyes on the things God has for you. Manasseh's forgetting. So what do I do as I forget? What do I do as I no longer reminisce on what, God, on what the enemy did in the past? The Bible says, and then he saw Judah, which means praise. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to replace forgetting of my yesterday with a praise today. I'm going, to, I'm going to replace the pain of my past with a praise of my present. I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to worship the Lord. I'm going to give God glory. I'm going to give him praise. That's why the Bible says, the psalmist says, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continuously be in my mouth. Now understand this. And one of the last places that Moses see is a land called Zoar. And what does Zoar mean? This is so important for us as believers. Zoar means to be small. In other words, Zoar means 
be humble. As God takes us into newer territory, as God opens bigger doors, as God gives us the land he's promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, stay humble. Stay humble. Your worst, your worst enemy towards your success is your pride and your arrogance. Let me tell you this. Arrogant people limit themselves. But when you stay humble, and when you understand that humility is God's way of taking you higher, listen to me, church. God is telling Moses, I'm going to show you all of that, but don't forget to be humble. Now that you've been able to see fire come from heaven, now that you've seen the pillar of cloud, now that you see water come out of a rock, now that you see all that, now that you, I've used you preaching, and now that I use you singing, and I've used you, and I've used you, and I use you, whoa! Give God the glory and stay humble. Because you cannot go into the promised land with a spirit of pride. Because if you are where you're at today, Israel, it's because when you was in the wilderness, God was your provider. God was your shield. God was your buckler. Mount Nebo is the place where you begin to see God's purpose for your life. It was here, Mount Nebo, that Moses saw the promised land. Moses had a reward. It wasn't to go into the promised land. His reward was he was able to perceive the land. What God was about to do through Joshua and the people of Israel, he was able to perceive it. Not only that, he was able to be a witness to testify of God's power, which represents Gilead. What does the Bible say in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11? And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the power of their testimony. His reward was to see God's children rule. That was Moses' reward. To see the people of God rule, which that's what Dan represents. To see the abundance, to see the double fruit. So Mount Nebo, listen to me church, Mount Nebo is the place of vision. But here's another one. Mount Nebo is not only a place of vision, Mount Nebo is the place of death. Verses five through eight says, so Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite of Beth Peor, which no one knows his grave to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. Check this out. His eyes were not dim, nor his natural vigor diminished. He was as strong as he was 40. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. So the days of weeping and mourning of Moses ended. Moses died in Mount Nebo. Moses' death took place the moment he completed his assignment. Listen to me, church. You can't quit on God. You can't give up on God because you're going through a, through a hard situation. You can't give up on God halfway up the summit. You can't give up on God halfway up the mountain. You cannot give up. You cannot die. Moses did not die. Moses did not give up. Moses did not disappear until he fulfilled his purpose, church. Moses represents those areas in our lives we need to work on personally, spiritually, and as a leader. Moses represents, there's some things I need to die so that Joshua can take his place. Let me tell you, in every one of us, there's a Moses, and in every one of us, there's a Joshua. The Joshua in you will not come to the surface until the Moses in you is dead and gone. The Joshua in you will not conquer the land God has promised until the Moses in you 
finishes his assignment and is gone. This has to do with dying to oneself, which will allow God to work in us. This is what Galatians 2.20 says. He said, I have been crucified with Christ, Paul said, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm here to tell you, church, that there is a Moses in you that needs to die so that the Joshua in you can come forth. So what is Mount Nebo? Mount Nebo is the place of vision. Mount Nebo is a place of death. And my third point is, Mount Nebo is the place of transition. Verse nine says, now Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom for Moses had laid his hands on him. And so the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. Listen to me, church. Moses did exactly what God assigned him to do. His name means to take out of the waters. That's what Moses did with his people. He took them out of Egypt, crossed them over the waters. He, and then when he fulfills his mission, Moses stepped out of the way so that Joshua can fulfill his destiny. Listen to me, church. Now, what was Moses' assignment? Moses' assignment was to do what he did. And then the Bible says that he transitioned. When the Bible says that Moses died and nobody found his body and nobody knew he was buried, what does that tell me? That God took Moses. God transitioned Moses from the earth realm to the heavenly realm. When Moses fulfilled his assignment, God said, your job here is done. I don't need Moses here no more. Moses, come with me. And he said, Joshua, take over. What was the consequence of Moses' transition? Joshua leads God's people into the promised land. But what does the Bible says? The Bible says that not only did Joshua lead the people, the Bible says that Moses empowered Joshua. Joshua was full of the spirit of wisdom by the laying of the hands of Moses. He was full of wisdom, which means the word koma in the Hebrew, which means in a good sense, he was skillful in wisdom. But this happened because Joshua was empowered by Moses to lead God's people. So as I close church, the Moses in you must make room for the Joshua inside of you. So what are we gonna do? We're in Mount Nebo. What are we gonna do? I'm here to tell you, God's calling you and I to go up, to go up. What's gonna happen in Mount Nebo? Mount Nebo is the place of vision. Mount Nebo is the place of death. And lastly, Mount Nebo is the place of transition. So I want to challenge you today to let God work in you in this mountain. Fulfill your assignment. Don't give up on God. Don't quit when things get tough. Don't pack up and go when things get difficult. Don't go downward, go upward to the summit. To the, to, to the apex, go higher in Jesus' name.